Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 186 today, and today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 5, titled what happens in the cat skills the description reads rock focuses on mother son bonding with canaan in the cat skills but they're interrupted when business follows them crown disrespects lou bringing their simmering beef to a boil burke digs into howard's personal life so y'all already know how we do over here on this platform. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer for next week. And I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Button style shot out to the pod father. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Alicia Shanice, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, and if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, you can DM, you can email me if you have any special requests for any recaps you would like for me to do, with that being a TV show, a movie, or a documentary, or a music album. All you got to do is hit me up, send me your request, and I will get your recap out without a week, within a week. If you have anything you would like for me to shout out with that being a business or a brand, all you have to do is hit me up on either of those platforms and I will shout you out free of charge. I want to show love to people who show love to me. And as always, you can just hit me up if you want to say what's up. That's cool, too. Don't forget to follow my music playlist because they are fire. And your girl, I got some long range music ears exclusively on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves. So. We're about to get into it. Shout out to the Power Universe. You know what I'm saying? We support everything 50 Cent over here, baby. So let's get into it and talk Raising Canaan. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, y'all, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Um, This episode opens. We got the same old smoker. 
this the same old smoker who <laughs> remember after all the bodies dropped when uh Kanan uh put out the bad product last season, he was the one giving Burke and um Howard the intel when he called them Ebony and Ivory. He was also the same witness when Howard got shot, who said, I think I seen a little dude do it. So we got him rolling through the through the Baisley projects, looking for some rock early morning. And you know what I'm saying? The office is closed for cleaning. So this scene, every scene with Marvin to me is comic relief. But he come in there beating on the door. Marvin like, we closed, bro. He like, man, I'm fiending, Marvin. Just give me four. He like, nigga, you fiending because you was a fiend. We closed. <laughs> but Marvin ends up opening the door, giving him some rock, you know, tell him to keep his money. So he happy about that. He like spread the word to all the other base heads. We closed for the day. We closed for cleaning. <laughs> He like a clean cookhouse, a clean crack house. <laughs> that was comic relief. That was comic relief. So, child, when he closed the door and went back in there, he was getting that body from the closet. And all I could say is, wow, Marvin always steals the scenes for me. His face from that odor and the, the head cracking from the skull. <sighs> Marvin is literally one of my favorite characters off this show. Um, so we go into the next scene, and Kanan wakes up to Rock sitting on his bed with the camping trip invitation. And he like, huh? Hell, me too. You never know what to expect from Rock. So I was like, huh, too, when she said they was going camping. But while they're in there talking and she's making him go because he don't want to go. And he wondering why Juke can't go. She like mother and son time, you know. But we know she's trying to get in his head. And then we later see she has some other stuff to do up that way as well. So <clears throat> we got two of Sal's guys waiting outside of Rock's house. Dude on the passenger side made about 50 racial slurs in two minutes. <laughs> called them little licorice niggas. Called Marvin nigger rich. I mean... <sighs> I guess they keeping it true to form because we did just get done covering our mob marathon over uh, the summer off the pot. I hope you guys checked out all of my mob marathon recaps. And we talked about all of this. It was a lot of racial slurs and it was a lot of, uh, you know, some of the Italians, they were very, very, very in the mob, very, very racist. You know, we talked about it with John Gotti. We talked about it, you know, we did the Goodfellas, Bronx Tale. And one thing that I never get is um, Italians, they have darker complected skin a little bit. You know, some of them do and some of them do. And the way how they were treated, you know, it's just crazy on how they look at black people. But we talked about this in depth when we did a Bronx Tale, The Goodfellas. Um, it was all type of racial slurs and the John Gotti movie that we recapped. And, you know, <clears throat> if you know about John Gotti, as much as especially the black community, you know, in hip hop, especially worship, the mob, they weren't too fond of us, especially back in the day. Of course, not all of them. But majority of it, it was like that. You had your cool ones like, you know, Sammy the Bull. He wasn't like that, of course. But John Gotti, yeah, he was. <laughs> but um, it goes on. And we see the dude, Jimmy, he's pretty cool. That's the one driving. And he like, well, what would you do, you know, if your your daughter brought home two licorice niggas? And he like, look, a, a colored family just colored child. A colored family just moved in my neighborhood, and they're all right with me. So Jimmy seemed like he pretty cool. 
But anyway, we go back in the house and Kanan and Juke, they talk for a moment and he tells her uh, he took a page out of her book and looked Howard in the eye. And, you know, what I'm saying he felt something there. But Juke ain't trying to hear all that. She like he lying, Kanan. Don't listen to him. He a cop. That's what they do is they, they fucking lie. And it's ironic how Juke grows up to be a cop, even though she's a dirty, sadistic cop. So after that, Juke listens to the tape Crown gave her at the party last week. And it's her song that she wrote. It's a very personal song to her because it's about Nicole. But Lou has put Zisa on there. So Zisa has her song now and is singing it. So it goes to the next scene and we go to the radio station with Lou trying to get the DJ to play the song with Zisa's vocals on there. The DJ dude is kind of looking at Lou like a joke, especially when Crown makes a crack about him just being a money guy. So they step outside and talk shit about Lou and he watching it from the window pissed off. So after that, we go back to Rock's house and Rock and Kanan head out to the car where the body is in the trunk of course <laughs> and then Kanan keep asking questions like why well, can't just put the bags in the trunk and Marvin get the cuss of his ass out so <clears throat> we get a, a moment with Marvin and Juke they kind of look at each other out the window and she walks off he, he's heard about that because Juke still won't talk to him so in the garage when they leave the radio station Crown gets his ass beat again as he should he pulls out a pistol, but Lou does the ultimate disrespect. He like, nigga, if you gonna pull it, use it. And walks off like the joke Crown is. But I don't think I don't think Crown is going anywhere. A lot of people think that uh Lou gonna end up killing Crown. I don't think they're gonna take Crown off the show this early. Possibly maybe season three, but I see him sticking around for a little while. I don't see Quincy going nowhere. And so we're going to the next scene. And Kanan and Rock head to the mountains. And they have the two Italian men following them from Sal's crew. And we get a mention of Davina. Now, we haven't heard about our girl Davina in a while. And we find out that she's living in South Carolina. I think Davina will pop back up eventually. He also mentions the girl he met, Corinne, at the party. And Rock tells him, like, you know, we'll just keep it fun. So she keeps trying to make small talk with him while he eating his Doritos and drinking his Pepsi, but he has his guard up because he does not trust her. And <clears throat> they get a close scare because the cops come rolling behind them close and it's a body in the trunk, but they pull off because, you know, Rock, she ain't in her little Range Rover right now. She in a little basic car, you know, so they can go up there a piece, drop the body, do what they got to do. So we get into the next scene. And Marvin goes to meet with therapist Miss Renee, who tries to get him to open up or she will go to the judge. Now, me personally, I think she just wanted to get him alone. I think Miss Renee wants some of Mr. Marvin and that's her excuse if she just want him to open up. But I think uh, I think Miss Miss Renee won't want some of Marvin. Let's just keep it real. So. He eventually opens up about Juke and that he did something unforgivable to her and she won't talk to him. But he goes on to say it wasn't nothing sexual. You know what I'm saying? He he not a he not a sick motherfucker. He just he just a dumb motherfucker. So possibly Miss Renee might try to rekindle their relationship. I'm hoping that we can see Marvin and Juke get back on cool terms. But 
if we go off of the original power, we know this story will not have any type of happy ending for any of them. When Juke and Kanan were, were adults in original power, they were both dark, cold, grimy, sadistic, everything. And it was no family left in sight. So we don't know what happened to Lou. We don't know what happened to Rock. We don't know what happened to Marvin, but we know it won't be good. So who knows? Hopefully we get a nice moment with them again. He is trying. I feel bad for Marvin. So after that, we go into the next scene. And Rock and Kanan arrive to the camp lodge. Now, Rock must have felt something because when she was checking in, she sure copped that knife. And Kanan meets Hannah. Instantly, Rock is not feeling that shit, not even a little bit. She's like, let's go, Kanan. <laughs> let's go. Stay away from uh, little Hannah. Let's go. So we go into the next scene. And my girl, Juke, she shows up at Zisa's crib, throws that damn tape, and she like, you stole my shit. Now, we starting to see the beginning of the dark side of Juke. And I don't even see a ha I'm loving the scenes with her and Kenya, and we'll talk about that. But, of course, it's not going to go good. Something happened that turned Juke, how she turned into, you know, how she was as adult Juke. But <clears throat> we're starting to see the dark side of her coming out. Now, Zisa like, what? I ain't got to steal nothing from you. What is you talking about? She like, I wrote that song. And she tells her that Lou gave her the song. <clears throat> she like, how the hell you even know where I stand? <laughs> she like, Crown told me. So after that, we got Marvin. He's scoping out Tony. Now, we ain't seen Tony, but we know he needs to get in touch with Tony and either shut her up for good or nothing or something because that's the reason why he even going to the anger management and everything because she was the one snitching. And, you know, now she didn't dipped off and she engaged to this rich dentist. So he's scoping her out. And he like, look who that came up in the world as he watching her shopping. But Officer Asshole approaches him before he can do anything. You know, he approaches him for sitting eating chips while black and get to talking shit like basically you don't belong over here. So it shows the two Italian guys from Sal's crew still watching rock as, you know, it goes from scene to scene. Juke ends up approaching Lou in the studio. Now, he does keep it real with her. He confesses like, look, I'm sorry. I gave it to Zisa, you know, um, but you could get a writing credit. You know, publishing money is everything. And, you know what I'm saying, she basically just had a hurt look on her face, like basically fuck you, but she don't say it. She just kind of walks off because he was wrong for that. He, Of course, he don't really, he don't know nothing about Nicole. He don't know about that. He don't know how personal that song was to her, but it still was messed up to give her song away without even telling her about it. You know, that still was her song. So he was wrong for that. <clears throat> and then watch, if Zisa do blow up with the type of deal that they brought up when, uh, Carvier or Cartier, whatever his name is, when he brought it up that it was, you know, when uh, Crown tried to warn him about that deal, if Zisa blow up, she going to end up messing him over anyway, probably. So <clears throat> we're going to see how that play out. <clears throat> now we're going to the next scene, and we got Burke, nosy ass. She didn't put in Howard, uh, his working girl, Andrea, in a precinct for intel on Howard. She threatens to call CPS on her for, you know what I'm saying, being a call girl. And, <clears throat> you know, says she, you know, she ends up flipping quick. She, she tells what she knows. She don't know nothing. She like, he don't know nothing about the shooting. And he trying to change his life around. But, oh, he do got a teenage son he just found out about. 
Burke like, what? A son. So Burke going to end up figuring it out and putting it together because she said it last season. What is up with you and this kid? She going to end up figuring out that it was that Canaan is his son and they know whoever shot him, they had the same blood type. She going to put all that shit together. She going to put it all together. So we go into the next scene and Rock and Canaan, they having hot dogs by the fire and, uh, you know, trying to have a small talk. But Canaan ain't he ain't really opening up to his mother at this time. He's still skeptical about everything you know he just found out that howard might be his dad he don't trust nothing rock say he just don't trust her so he ends up leaving to go get something to drink and one of the guys uh follow canaan and jimmy he follows rock now canaan runs into hannah and they go fire up some weed rock gets shook when she, you know, sitting by the fire and hear all the noise coming, she think at first it's Kanan. She like, Kanan Stark, don't fuck with me. This ain't funny. But it's just uh, Toby and his dad looking for some wood. So, you know, Jimmy leaves her alone. And, and then she goes looking for uh, for Kanan. Now, when she goes after Kanan, he is having an altercation with the uh, with this motherfucker. I can't I don't even know. I didn't catch his name. The racist one who has a problem with him and Hannah flirting and they was about to kiss rock shows up. She goes off and you know, she like, look, I told you about fucking with them white girls. They will get you killed. So they storm back to the lodge. He goes back and tells Jimmy, he like, let's just kill them both. He almost raped that girl. If I wouldn't have showed up, like shut the fuck up. You know, I'm like, Jimmy, Jimmy, shut the fuck up. He didn't rape that damn girl. Quit always thinking somebody trying to rape some motherfucker. I'm oh, sorry. y'all. I, I, I just went on a tangent. I, I just went there. Sorry. <laughs> but this scene, it made me think of all kinds of things. For number one, it made me think of the 1996 John Gotti movie, sending a delinquent on a mission. Remember, that's why John Gotti got arrested at first when they sent the uh, the crackhead dude to go help with that hit at the bar. And then they got like them years in prison because they, they went to that restaurant bar and shot somebody and they sent that asshole to do it. He, he wasn't even a wise guy. He was just somebody in a crew. That reminded me of them sending this dude to work with Jimmy on a mission with Rock. And... It also brought up about how the mob do not kill, you know, it's supposed to be women and children, but especially children. And that is something that they were big on. But in the cartel, they don't give a fuck. Pablo be like, Pablo was like, kill your son because he could come back. And actually, this is on a whole nother subject. But when Pablo was murdered, um, the Cali cartel was actually going to kill his son because they were like, he could grow up and try to come back. So the cartels is completely different from the mob and look at how their range went on. Not saying it's right, but they're like, no, if you have a son, he has to go to because he could come back one day. And I know that's off the subject, but I'm just saying on how the mob, they really did believe that, especially back then, you know, children were off, were off limit, but the cartels, they didn't believe that at all. <clears throat> So we go into the next scene and Kanan and Rock, they go make some s'mores and she tells him, you know, you growing up, the throne is going to be yours if you want it. He tells her, you know, at first he didn't know if he wanted it, but, you know, now he wants it. And they talk about his grandfather some more. And we see he was just like the Renaissance black man. We keep getting small history lessons on uh, Rock's parents. And I can't wait to find out more. It seemed like it's a lot 
of behind of the family history. So I can't wait to hear more about him. But we keep getting little hints dropped about how her father, he was just the renaissance black man. He was in the music, boxing, you know, bootlegging, everything, you know. <clears throat> so she um, tells him, like, look, it can't be no secrets between us no more. And he like, but you, you got to share everything, too. So Howard, back in uh on the south side, Howard, he goes looking for Canaan. He asks Juke, but she basically tells him, like, get out of her face. He ain't here, you know. So it goes back to Rock and Canaan, and they go dig a hole. And, you know, throw my man body up in there. Damn. We see why Canaan turned out so cold. <laughs> With a mama like Rock, hell, he ain't have a chance. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> we got Lou in the studio, and he playing with some beats. And Famous, he comes in there being famous, being goofy as always, rapping his lame rhymes and snitching on Jessica and Crown, talking about some, if I would have knew about them, I would have told you. You you family, you Kanan's uncle. So Lou keeps his cool, but you can tell he is pissed. He tells Famous, like, look, just go right, bring back some heat, I'll give you some studio time. But he is pissed. He is pissed because he just found out, he thought it, but he just found out for sure Jessica was messing with uh, Crown. So Crown probably going to get his ass whooped next season, next uh, episode again. So I loved it the next scene. It's at the church, and we get to hear Latoya Luckett's vocals, which I love. And we see how uh, pretty Juke was looking. You know, she's looking more girlyish when she's around her mom now. Uh, we got the little youngin. He trying to, you know, saying get her digits. And Kenya gets her to sing. And baby, that song, Mary, Don't You Weep, child, she sung that song. Kenya was amazed. Uh, we got an enduring mother and daughter hug. So it's looking bright, but I just don't see a happy ending with them two from on how Juke's future turned out. Little dude, he's sitting, he's sitting there watching her sing like he is her biggest fan child. <laughs> so we get into the last few scenes, and this part was funny as hell because Andrea, she goes and tells Howard about Bert questioning her. And, you know, she tells him, like, well, I did tell, tell her you had a son. And he's like, damn. You don't got a confidentiality thing for shut your motherfucking <laughs> shut the fuck up. Amen. Oh my gosh. She like, I'm sorry. He throws her out. He is pissed because he know Burke is gonna put it together. And you know, of course she ain't got no confidentiality thing. Howard, and you the one who be talking too damn much after y'all get done. You the one who tell her your business. So stop it. She'll be back anyway. You threw her out, but she'll be back. Y'all been messing around for seven years. Just stop it. So we go into the next scene and we still got Marvin following Tony while she kissing her fiance. And he's sitting there like, bruh, if you only knew where her mouth been. <laughs> but he ends up taking off when he sees the, the cop following him still. So we get to the last few minutes of the episode and we see, um, <clears throat> dude, He's still following Kanan. And he ends up following him uh, while him and Hannah meet up again. And it turns into, you know, hands being put on him. And he started getting the best of Kanan. Now, why why he doing that? Rock 
she ends up pulling the knife on Jimmy. When Jimmy in there creeping, she come up behind him with that knife she bought. So Hannah takes off. And then, you know, as soon as she goes to get Rock, Rock takes off. And Jimmy saves the day. Jimmy saves the fucking day. He shoots his bitch ass in the leg. Uh, Rock tells Hannah, you won't know nothing. You ain't seen nothing. Or my people gonna come and they people gonna come. So you just shut the fuck up. This episode should have just been called shut the fuck up. But anyway. So Hannah was shook. Hannah, she don't look like she gonna say nothing. Uh, Rock basically like, look, me and Sal, we gonna have our sit down. But right now, me and my son just got to go. And they get in the car. And they drive back to the south side. They both looking shook. Rock looking pissed. And Kana looking like, what the fuck? So that was my recap of episode uh, five, short and sweet. Uh, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it was a good episode. It was a lot of comic relief in here. Um, it was different, but uh, I thought it was a good episode. Um, I'm about to play the trailer for next week. Um, and I have a sleeper for you guys. I was missing my boy Unique, though. I was missing my boy Unique, but it, we will see him in the next episode. But you know, since this was a solid episode, I appreciated it. So stay tuned. Don't leave. I'm about to play the trailer right now. All right, next episode is episode six. It's titled, It's a Businessman. And we see Famous and uh, Kanan getting rolled down by the cops. It looks like the cops got the bags. It also looks like they got held at gunpoint too by a crew. So it looks like Kanan is going to go to Marvin for some help. Marvin talking about he ain't going to help, but we always know when Marvin and Kanan get together, it's going to be some dumb shit that happened. And it looks like <clears throat> Rock and Lou gonna have another disagreement about him not getting that hit on her rail that night. Um, and she probably gonna be little him again. <laughs> it also shows our boy Joey badass back in the next episode as the infamous unique. And she's gonna put two and two together and find out he's working with the Italians and gonna tell him, like, look, you owe me a favor. We also see homegirl mama, Korean mama Palema, who looked like she wants some of Canaan gives him a pistol so we're gonna see what next episode do we got four more and then after that bmf should be on the map so i cannot wait i'm sure episode six will be fire shout out to the power universe i'm gonna do something a little different i'm playing two sleepers today i want to keep it how we've been doing it showing love to unique the character unique who is actual a rapper joey badass his new album is fire so i want to play that and then i have another sleeper for you guys because 50 been being 50 on instagram this week so i want to play another song so here is my joey badass song off of his album 2000 make sure you stream it head high Yeah. 
time waste, snowman. Life is but a two step slow jam. Dancing with the devil, trying not to lose my balance. But God bless the kid with many talents, he was chosen. That's why you see him living in the moment. Every second, gotta own it. Cause you never know what could be your last. Time breathing, now you breathing from the gun blast. And you thinking about the past. See your whole life in the flash. Best friends, God, run your cast. Now your son is best. Pressure on the shoulders, make him gotta grow faster. Where I'm from, the stories never end with no happy ever afters. Just broken families, forced to start new chapters. A natural disaster, cycle in the loop, or we caught up in a rapture. Not to mention all the other factors. Government agendas against rappers. They wanna see us see the dead and catch. So I hold my head high till they put me below. Best up till the day I die. I'ma keep my heat close. This is for my niggas who till the day to relax. Hugging the black, but the black ain't hug them back. So we hold our head high till they put us below. Best up till the day we die. We gon' keep this. See close. This is for my niggas who took a day to relax. Hugging the black, but the black ain't hug us back. Took a trip to Miami that March. Uh, couple weeks right before my daughter got born. Uh, to meet up with this kid by the name of X. Had to go to him because he was on house arrest. Nonetheless, our first time meeting, we was always on the FaceTime. He offered me his place to stay. Thank you, but I declined. First impression in my mind, now that's a stand up nigga. Someone I can call a friend of mine, and that's a tough nigga. Shit, I can talk about any type of stuff with him. Never gave a fuck about who getting fucked with him. See, that's my nigga. I had to keep it the buck with him. When he played me his album, I told him what he was missing. A lot of niggas would have took that shit different. Would have thought that I was dissing. Still, we found his beat and started riffing. She had me reminiscing. Had me thinking about Steelo. Now that I can see his face, I hold my head high. Till they put me below. Best up till the day I die. I'ma keep my heat close. This is for my niggas who took a day to relax. Hugging the black, but the black ain't hug them back. So we hold our head high till they put this below. There's no till the day we die. We gon' keep this heat close. This is for my niggas who took a day to relax. Hugging the black. That was Joey Badass. Head high off that new album, 2000. Make sure you guys stream that. Now, 50 been being 50. <laughs> now, listen. <coughs> Y'all know I love me some 50. Shout out to Fifth. That's one of my favorite artists. Like, I admire that man's whole career, but we all know 50 is, is petty. <laughs> and him and another legend, legend, has been going back and forth all week arguing. And, and Fifth, I'm going to need you to leave Lil' Kim alone. Lil' Kim is a legend. And... Their beef goes back, goes back, but I wish that they would. I wish he would apologize because I think he took it too far. And I wish that they would, you know what I'm saying, make up. Like, look, him is always being disrespected. She is a legend. And they beef it go way back. So I'm going to do another sleeper showing love to both of them. Kim is a legend. 50 is a legend. You know what I'm saying? I just wish the disrespect would stop and they would go back to being cool. But look, Kim is definitely a legend. 50 Cent is a legend, too. I have another sleeper for you guys. I got the magic 
shit. I'm a freak to the core. Get a dose once, you gon' want some more. My tongue touch your girl, your toes bound to curl. This is exclusive stick, I don't share with the world. I had you up early in the morning, moaning. That shot, you drop it, a low can't stop it. Get the feet for this, is rockin' me. Let's get the position down, back. Then it's time to switch. How about the boat? Out. I speed it up, straight beat it up. I'm in the room with my toes out, bro. I'm in the jelly working up a special rope. Tonight's the night. You can fall in love. You can call your mama right now. Tell her you had a dog. I pop a lot of shit because I can back it up. My left stroke's the death stroke. All right, guys, that was my second sleeper. Just showing love to both of those legends. I hope you guys enjoyed my recap. I hope you guys have been tuning in each week and continue to tune in. Thank you so much for your support. I love my dope podcast family. I will be back on next week for episode six recap. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Remember to protect your energy. Don't let nobody kill your vibe. Keep pushing. And it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. Thank you.